On this episode of Patriots Unpacked, I will discuss the Patriots-Buccaneers game, recap that game, also talk about uh, the upcoming game against the Texans this Sunday, and also discuss the Red Sox win over the Yankees in the wildcard playoff game. So um taping this on Thursday evening. I figured I would wait until after the Red Sox game on Tuesday against the Yankees to do a podcast so I can include that in, uh, give a recap there. And thankfully, it's going to be a uh, positive recap since they won. And they're currently playing the Rays right now, which I have on as I'm doing this recording. So if I break off into some play-by-play or make some comments regarding the current game, which is 3-0 Tampa Bay. You'll know why, because I'm watching it. So be ready for that. But let's let's talk Patriots. So Sunday night game, uh, much hyped up. And I think it, uh, I mean, it was a great game. Lived up to its billing, I thought. I think the Patriots played as good a game as they could. They uh, did what they needed to do to keep it close. They held... Held the Bucks to field goals, kept Brady out of the end zone. Um, you know, I think Brady was a little, <clears throat> little shaky. Uh, maybe he was too pumped up. I thought the fans were perfect. I thought it was awesome before the game. They cheered for him and they did a little tribute, but it wasn't kind of over the top. But then the first series he came onto the field, they booed him, which I think was just perfect. I think it was. Um, uh, just class act by by the Patriots and kind of showing their respect and their love for Brady, but also saying, hey, you know, you're going against our team now and, and now we're against you. So let's get after it. So I thought I thought the lead up was, uh, you know, was 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 good and, and the fans were great and Brady seemed to handle everything well. And maybe, like I said, maybe just a little bit too hyped up because he. <clears throat> Threw some uh, threw some high balls and was a little bit off his game most of the night. But you know, give credit to to the Patriots defense there, kept them um, kept them out of the end zone. Definitely missed Gronk. I mean, I don't know if that can be uh, stated uh, enough the importance of, of Gronk to Brady. So again, when he get down down inside the twenty, uh, he couldn't punch it in. So um, again, Patriots. Kept it close. Um, they were right there at the end. Let's talk about the fourth down call uh, at the end of the game. There, I know, I know, Belichick was getting killed for for not going for it. Fourth and three. Instead, he opts for a 56-yard field goal by Falk. That's quite a distance for him, but he sent them out there. I was okay with it. I mean, especially the fact that I mean, he hit the goal. He hit the post. It wasn't like he was five yards short or way off. I mean, he hit a good ball. It just hit off the post. So I'm I'm not going to kill Belichick for that. Uh, I know I was listening to Dan Patrick, and he was that was his kind of number one topic on Monday morning is is that fourth down, and and he was killing him. But again, I mean, I was okay with it. He hit the post. He just missed it. So you gave yourself a chance, and and um, just fell a little bit short. So. You know, still had some some mistakes and penalties that you know that hurt them. Obviously, that J.J. Taylor fumble, 
again sets gets him sent to the sent to the bench. Um, you know the running backs now with James White out. I know that was a, considered a strong point going into the season, a lot of depth. So they decide to trade uh, Michelle, and now now that's looking like kind of a tough move because you're now you're thin all of a sudden and the guys that you're putting in there are fumbling the ball away. So if you're looking at, um, you know, Harris and, um, Bolden really, um, in the backfield that you can kind of <clears throat> rely on, but they're going to have to get something, you know, out of, out of these young guys because, um, they're going to need them. But, Again, those mistakes, O-line penalties uh, on when you had a couple of holding penalties, although that second holding penalty I thought was kind of kind of a cheapy one there. Um, and he was replaced by Karras in the second half, so I don't know if anyone else missed that, but I don't think Alan Chris even said that he had come that end on when you came out in the second half or his place was replaced. So I, I had no idea until well after the game that, that he came out. So thanks Alan Chris for, for pointing that out or someone on the sideline uh, reporter there. But unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't hear them say that uh, Karras was in the game. So again, O-line was, was struggled once again in penalties. Um, that Matthew Slater penalty where, you know, he forced the fumble there, but got called for a penalty because he was running out of bounce. And he tried, tried to justify it the next day or Tuesday saying that, you know, he, he thought that was within the rules. But I mean, from what I saw, I mean, he was running 30 yards out of bounds. I mean, you got to try to get back in bounds for a veteran, all pro special teams player to have that penalty. I mean, I know the two guys were, riding them out there but you got to try to get back in bounds I, I don't know what he was complaining about and saying that it wasn't uh <clears throat> wasn't a penalty but i mean from from my view I, I thought that was a penalty um you know the pats got some calls too that there was a pass interference i think on on hunter henry i think it was a third down that was a big call i don't know i thought that d-back was just kind of going for the ball and he just he had a right to to kind of go through henry there so they got they got a a nice call there too. So <clears throat> again, you know, these penalties and mistakes, um, they're just when when you're uh, not as talented as as the opposing team, you just can't afford that. And certainly, this Patriots team can't afford the turnovers, maybe like they could in the past. Again, Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, he was really good. Uh, this was this game. I really felt. Uh, felt good about him. I mean, the first three games, I wasn't, I was kind of so-so. I think he was kind of getting a little bit more hype than he deserved, but I mean, he was really good, took a lot of hits, stood in there, threw the two touchdowns and two touchdowns to the two tight ends, which which is huge. They finally showed up. Yeah, you know, Smith was just a one-yarder, but at least he's got in the end zone. Henry also. So it was good to see the tight ends get into the mix there. Um Defense was good, like I said. I mean, they they basically, you know, allowed them to, to run the ball, really. I know their run defense hasn't been that good, and, and you know, the Tampa was able to, to run the ball some. But, again, I think they would they would give up those those runs for, um, 
you know, and let them let them take those yards and, and kick the field goals. But when they need to step up and get a stop, they did and, and forced the field goal. So again, they just they played a great game. I thought I thought it was well well coached. Did what they needed to do for for a young rookie to to hang in there on a prime time game against the greatest of all time. I thought he looked really good, and you missed yeah you missed a field goal at the end. So again, O line issues. Um, still letting guys kind of run free up the middle. Um, you know they they abandoned the run against the Bucks, but I don't never thought they were going to be able to run anyway. So I was okay with them just just um, just throwing. You know they weren't going to run the ball. That was that was clear on the few runs that they had. I mean they they just weren't opening any holes. So the only way that they were going to move the ball was was by passing, and and that's certainly what they did. <clears throat> so so they're moving on now, and, and it kind of felt like to me, anyways, that um, that this this game was kind of just hanging over the the Patriots head, <clears throat> head from the start of the season and now that it's done and over and everybody got their uh, accolades and, and this and that that they can just move on and, and just kind of closure I guess you could say but <clears throat> fan base uh, Brady Belichick now it's just really time to just put it behind you and really really focus on on the season and I don't think all is lost yeah they're one and three uh, you know, three losses at home, which is, is tough to swallow, but hopefully they can get right here with the, with the Texans, but just feel like it's, it's, uh, it's done, it's over and it's time to just, just move on. And, and I think every, every party feels the same way, you know, Belichick went into the to locker room and, and had his, his little talk with Brady you know, it sounds like to me, you know, this, you know, the media wants to make a lot out of it and, and how there's uh, tension between the two. And from everything that was said, it that just seems like a lot of BS. And, and, you know, both Brady and Belichick, you know, is it, you know, best friend relationship? No, certainly not. But just certainly a lot, of, a lot of respect there. And the fact that Belichick had a conversation with him after, I mean, again, it just goes to show that, you know, they have a good relationship and both, I would think, appreciate what each other did for them and, and what they accomplished here in New England. So, again, just uh, just time to move on, basically. Um, so some other some other Patriots news that uh, pretty pretty important that came through this week. Stephon Gilmore was released, uh, well released and then traded later in the day. So they ended up getting. Um, all right, here we are watching the game here, and someone just hit a homer for the race, just four nothing now. Who's that? And Pavetta is in there. This, these Rays. Uh, I'll talk about it here in a second, but they they're a damn good team. And this is just how I thought it would go here. For nothing. Who was that that hit that? Stop. Yep. Stop. Yeah. Oh, or is Yeah. Now he's dancing and yada yada. All right. All right. All right. Yep. Everyone does a dance. Everybody does a dance. <clears throat> all right. So for nothing. Raise bottom of the fifth. Um, yeah. Not looking good here. But. Anyway, sorry. Back to Gilmore. They, uh, I think on Tuesday, was it? They released him and then later in the day ended up getting a trade. So what did they get? A sixth round pick from the Panthers. So 
Um, I don't know. This just wasn't going to work out, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You know, the Pats weren't going to give him a new contract. I think they wanted, you know, to see him healthy. And apparently it just didn't work out. Now, did they did they mismanage this asset? Yeah, probably. They could have got something more for him, you would think, if they traded him earlier. But I don't know. This, this, this was just dragging out and just didn't apparently wasn't going to get resolved. So, hey, let him go um, and move on is what I say. You know, it's... Um, There's a new core, you know, new young young players. Um, you know, he's 31. Uh, wasn't going to be here next year, so move on. Um, you know, they needed the cap space because they're they're signing Jamie Collins again, which they did for the third time, and and that freed up the money to do that. So they're bringing in Collins. I think Van Noy's kind of been hurt, but honestly, Hightower and Van Noy really haven't been that good so far. So um, we'll see what what Collins can bring uh, to the mix here. I I think he might even might even get some get some snaps uh, even this week. So <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, so speaking of this week, uh, Patriots at Texans, one o'clock on Sunday. Let's let's do a preview now. I think I'm just gonna do. We'll just do this one, one pod this week, and then uh, I won't do a preview show. I'll I'll pack it in right here and just do do one. Um, so Texans, um, Patriots are minus eight and a half. Obviously, the Texans are a, a bad football team, and this is a game you would think the Patriots would win, but Jesus, this, this uh, offensive line here, the COVID issues, um, you know, they could look at, be looking at four different starters in there. At least that's what they're practicing right now with, uh, you know, Trent Brown still out. Uh, it looks like he may have had a setback with the calf injury, but looked like he was back at practice and it was going to play on Sunday and didn't. So he's still out. Um, you know, I don't know. Wins looked not very good either. Uh, so <clears throat> I don't know. It's uh, that old line is is looking shaky. But I mean, you got to think that they're going to beat the Texans. Uh, I mean, no no wins going to be easy for the for this Patriots team. I'm sorry, just watching the game here. Oh, all right, long fly ball out. End of the fifth, four nothing Tampa. Okay. So it seems I like to see the tight ends get more involved. Again, it looks like uh, so far Mac Jones has seemed more comfortable with the three wide receiver set and only the one tight end. So that doesn't bode well for um, all the money you spent on on the two tight ends. So maybe that was just they went heavy heavy that against the uh, heavy sets with the wide receivers against the Bucks and. They'll go back to more two tight end sets against the Texans, but again, like to like to see them get more, um, even more more targets and catches with the with the two tight ends. So, also the running game. Again, they basically said that uh, you know they were just gonna put it in Jones's hands on Sunday, but you have to think that they want to try to get the running game here going against the Texans. So. So who am I going to take here? Let's recap all my picks here. So Pats plus one. Uh, last week again, I had the Pats. So I'm I'm a 
goose egg for the Pats picks, 0 for 4 on those. Now, the plus 1 pick last week, I had the Ravens minus 1 over the Broncos. That was a win. So the plus 1 picks, I'm 3 and 1. Not bad, but 0 and 4 with the with the Pats in there. So what's that, 3 and 5 overall. So I am going to go this week. Um, you know, I all week I was saying I'm going to take the Pats, 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 but... You know what? I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to go opposite. Texans plus eight and a half. Um, you know, Patriots to win, but not cover. How's that? So I'll take the Texans plus eight and a half. My plus one pick this week. Plus one pick Steelers. Uh, our pick them against the Broncos. So I'm going to bet against the Broncos again this week, and I'm going to take the Steelers. Oh, they, they've been looking pretty awful. Big Ben, um, not not good. Uh, has some hip issues, health issues. It looks like he just uh, hung on, kind of one year too many here, and he's he's not looking good. So, but I'm gonna take him, take him at home. Um, Broncos are banged up too. I know Bridgewater had a concussion, so if they have to play Locke, then then uh, I'd see Locke on the road getting a win so with the Steelers that pick them I'll take them as the plus one so uh, Texans Steelers for my picks so let's let's move on to baseball here again I wanted to to hold off on the podcast because of um, obviously a huge playoff game Yankees Red Sox one game take all to move on um, nothing better Tuesday night uh, Sox crowd was awesome, really electric, really into it. Fun game to watch, obviously, especially you know Sox got off to a good start, two nothing, and just really controlled the whole game. Uh, um, dominated. Evaldi was awesome. I was really happy that he started instead of Sale. I just think Evaldi has just been a better big game pitcher. I mean, go back to 2018 and he was just unbelievable in the playoffs. Uh, really good. And uh, just better than than Sale has been when, when really games have uh, really been meaningful. So he was awesome. Just pounded the strike zone, strike after strike. Um, he was great. I mean, he might have got a quick hook there, but Bullpen came through, uh, and they got, uh, you know, they got got through the game 6-2. Uh, again, it was really not not in uh, too much doubt. Um, you know, Cole for the uh, <clears throat> for the Yankees was bad. I mean, obviously, Yankee fans are just uh, going bananas. They paid them all this money for for games like that, and. Just didn't come through two plus innings, uh, couldn't find the strike zone, and gave up the, the two home runs. So, uh, not good. But again, um, oh, Bogarts gets a base hit there. But great to see. I love I love when the Red Sox can end the Yankee season. Nothing better. Um, you know, big play of the game was the defensive play by Bogarts. They threw out Judge uh, at home. Um, again, Stanton bang one off the off the wall and good play by Hernandez in center field, getting that, um, to Bogarts, uh, made a nice throw and, and they got judge who was waved home by Nevin. And was it Phil Nevin? Yeah. He getting killed this third base coach there, but yeah, probably shouldn't have sent them. But again, Bogarts, uh, made a really good throw. 
you know, if Jeter, if, if Jeter had made that throw, it, it would have been, you know, one of the greatest throws of all time. And, and if it was, uh, you know, in New York or whatever, it just would have been even more overblown, but <clears throat> Bogarts made a great play, got credit for it. Just not to the, uh, extent that Jeter would have gone. If he, if he made that same play, it would have been all over everywhere. Best play ever. No other shortstop could make that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely <clears throat> ridiculous. So, um, all right. So <laughs> not only how, you know, great it was to end the Yankee season, but if, and I hope you heard the, uh, you know, John Sterling, the play-by-play radio announcer, what a buffoon. So he, the first inning Stanton hit that went off the wall that Granted, did look like it was going to be a home run when he hit it, and he just stood there and watched it. So, if you haven't listened to to Sterling, he basically called a home run and then had to backtrack. It was absolutely hilarious. So he's you know going through his whole home run deal, and the guy was at the game too. I believe he was um, he was calling games not at the park because of COVID. Um, all year or not away games he was he was calling from home uh apparently but this was a game he went to so it wasn't like he was watching the tv so he calls the complete home run call and stantonian or whatever the hell hell he calls the his home runs and and then he really realizes that it was a single is like oh uh, did I miss something? I don't know what he says. Oh, someone, did I miss something? Or what did I do? Or what did I do wrong? That's what it was. What did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? You saw a single, you idiot. I mean, even when you'd see it hit off the wall, he still kept going with the home run call. It's just, just an absolute idiot. Absolute idiot. And then he did the, a similar thing earlier in the year. And again, this was when I don't think he was, he was in the, uh, at the game. Uh, Judge... He basically called a home run while watching a replay of one of Judge's home runs. So, again, just time to hang them up. I don't know what you hang up your headphones if, if you're an announcer or what, but John Sterling is an absolute buffoon. Absolute buffoon. If you haven't, if you didn't listen to, to the call, pull it up on YouTube and, and get, a, get a laugh. But, again, just... Uh, just icing on the cake to eliminate the Yankees and just all the <clears throat> ridiculousness of, of what the Yankees are. So, so the Sox are moving on to the Rays again. Um, yikes. I get four, nothing here in this top of the sixth one out. Yeah. I, I don't give them much of a chance against, uh, here we go. Another double play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was that? Renfro. Unbelievable. They begin runners on base here in this game, but they can't get a big hit. Cannot get a big hit. Ridiculous. Six hits. They have more hits than the Rays. Uh, four nothing. Uh, Rays. So, best three out of five. We've got sale going tomorrow night. JD Martinez is on the roster, so I, I didn't see this spraining of the ankle running onto the field and hitting second base. 
but for him not to be even active for the for the one car one game playoff against the Yankees is just bizarre. I mean, he can't he can't pinch hit, and now now he's on the roster here for the Ray series, so now he can pitch hit tonight, but he couldn't two nights ago. Don't understand that at all, but um, I mean that hurts that he's not in the lineup. Obviously, I mean he. Uh, for them to have a chance, he's he's going to need to get into the lineup. So, be interesting if he sees uh, any at bats or pinch hits tonight. But uh, <clears throat> you got to think that he can at least pinch hit. I mean, what the hell? I mean, guy get guys on base and just get a base hit and limp to first base and get a pinch runner. <clears throat> Don't understand that. Don't understand it. All right, so. You know, the Ray, I was online today, and the, you can get tickets for the playoff games tonight and tomorrow night in Tampa. But I guess that's just kind of how it is down here in, in Florida for the Rays. Uh, you know, you're watching the game, and you see empty seats, and you just scratch your head because, you know, you know, <clears throat> Red Sox games in Fenway would be sold out in the playoffs and in a heartbeat, but you can walk up and get tickets for the Rays game, so... Not gonna make it up, I don't think. Uh, tomorrow night uh, for the game, just gonna just gonna watch him uh, watch him here at home. So again, I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening to Patriots Unpacked. Uh, it was it was a good weekend and uh, good start to the week here. Hopefully, you have a good ending to the week with the Red Sox uh, picking up a win or two. So, until next time, thank you again for listening to Patriots Unpacked. We will uh, get a recap next week of hopefully a Patriots win over the one-win Texans, which actually Patriots and Texans both have one win. So, until next time, be well, be good.